Why do I not believe in this whole crazy concept of wealth hacking? And what stock did I just buy for my portfolio? Well, let's get started. Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. So to begin, please remember I'm not an investment advisor. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm simply talking about what I'm doing and some opinions I have about what's going on out there. Um, now I listen on the pod, uh, on the treadmill to podcasts, as you may, and I had a uh, my my grind workout today, my toughest one. So I listened to the something called the Truth About Real Estate Investing for Canadians. So it's a uh, it's an interesting listen. I, I encourage you to listen to it, even. The, but but remember, with a grain of salt, because the person involved talked today about selling real estate to to be able to buy more options on the stock exchange and um, sort of this new technology or this new technique of being able to buy options with very little risk and you know passive aggress uh, you know sort of passive aggression, passive investing uh, to the point of saying okay. You know, I'm going to be able to make cash without doing anything, which really appeals to many people today. Now, now the key issue is without doing anything. That means not taking on any risk, not uh, taking up any of your time or anything like that, which we often talk about. So so the, the, the wealth hacking thing keeps coming up when I listen to this podcast. And it, and it makes me want to take some gravel or something before I, I listen, because Wealth hacking by definition. Now, if you look it up online, Google it, go to dictionaries, it talks about wealth hacking being a smart, efficient way, having efficient strategies to earn, save, and invest. The goal is to achieve financial independence as rapidly as possible. That's the wealth hacking sort of story. And the reason I wanted to bring it up is because I believe, and this is coming from myself, is that it's a myth that there is no such thing on the planet without risk of your being able to quickly build wealth without any work, any effort, any risk at all, any any type of inconvenience, and suddenly you're going to have income so that you can quit your job and uh, do whatever you want the rest of your life. It's an absolute myth in my opinion. Now, you can disagree with me. I've, I've tried to connect with the... Uh, podcast uh, author and you know maybe he he wants to talk about this but it's um it's an absolute myth uh, to to believe that by selling something like real estate you're going to be able to then turn around and uh you know without any effort or risk get involved with the options trading business because be, be, because whatever someone tells you there's there's no absolute risk you and i both know that's not true um we and I'm not suggesting that that's uh, what they're suggesting. It's just by the nature of the podcast, it's kind of like an easy thing. And you know, you take this class and you learn about options trading, and suddenly you're going to not have to work and you'll make a lot of money. Now, 
hopefully by my talking about this, it's not going to make you go out there and look at this. But let's let's consider this issue of wealth hacking, because the way I think it's being interpreted today is young and old people are saying, you know, it's a real grind. This whole compound interest thing, you know, if I if I put money away, even in a in an, a bond or some three percent type of um, investment, if you can find a GIC at that number, two point eight, I think I saw today. Over time, you'll make a little bit of money, but it's really, really boring, and it's going to take forever, and so on. So the suggestion is that maybe there's a quicker way. And and so I'll tell you what I did today, and, and you can, and even though this is a um, Sunday, I put in uh, an order for tomorrow to buy a company called Slate Office, SOT.UN. Now, this is what I did. I'm not telling you to do this, but... SOT.UN, or Slate Office, owns office buildings throughout Canada and parts of the United States. They are really focused on creating value. They have a a dividend uh, payout of about 6%, give or take, depending on the price of the stock. So you earn 6% on your investment. Um, They just sold some buildings. And if you read the uh, reports as I do, the, the sale of those buildings, just a few of them, suggested that their actual share price, instead of being in the low $6 range, should be in the mid $8 range because of the value of the buildings that they did sell. They go after high-level tenants, government, and A-level uh, type of uh, private industry. And the other reason I love it in Canada is because we're coming upon a, an election, and it looks like that regardless of who wins, they're all talking about more government. And what does government do? They hire more people. And where do people have to work? They have to work in offices. So I fully expect, um, as a new government is sworn in after this election in Canada in about a month, we're going to see a significant uptick in hiring of government workers, which will require office space. Because again, uh, government workers need to work somewhere. So high quality office space, such as that owned by Slate Office, is going to be in high demand. Uh, They have offices in Atlantic Canada, Ontario, uh, West, and also parts of the states. And we know that in the states another year there'll be another election. And regardless of what people say, there continues to be a hiring of more and more government workers. I like the company as well because they're buying back some of their stocks or they're going to um, have less of it out there. They also um, sort of stopped their dividend reinvestment plan, which means you can't, instead of taking the money, you can't buy stock because they're trying to reduce the amount of shares out there, which again increases your value. Now they're doing this all within the sort of the context of continuing to expand by buying great office buildings and selling those that are less than that and don't fit into their philosophy. They're strong managers and I find that their focus on the office industry to be uh, quite exciting. So even though I've been down a little bit about office other than medical, because I believe it, uh, you know, medical offices are one of the things that you have to go to. You can't. It's. It's. You can do some things online and virtually, but they continue to be the staple. I mean, if you want to have a dental appointment, you have to go to a dentist. It's hard to do that virtually. Uh, so those uh, Northwest Healthcare is one of my picks from before, and I continue to own that. But when it comes to government workers, I do believe that we're going to have an increase. And the workers will be required to attend, even if it's uh, a partial telecommute. But I'm not seeing that in government so much. So I think that uh, we're looking at a a growth in high-quality office buildings. So that's Slate Office, (laughs) SOT.UN. And I'll be buying some of that 
tomorrow for the retirement accounts. Just to, to summarize, so please be careful when you're listening to podcasts, this one or others. Remember that um, most people are not giving you advice. I am not giving you advice. I'm simply telling you what I'm going to be doing uh, tomorrow and, uh, with regard to Slate Office. I also think it's continually important to um, have some cash. Even though I'm purchasing Slate Office, I'm also going to continue to raise some cash from some stocks that have done very well recently. And I think you should, well, I, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm just telling you what I'm doing. Uh, the real estate market continues to be interesting. I, I'm seeing things all across the country, which gives mixed messages from Toronto to Vancouver to the East Coast. I'm pleased to see that in Halifax, there's been an increase in demand and price, which has surpassed most parts of the country. So people are starting to you know, discover, which I find interesting to say, but to discover uh, the East Coast of Halifax as a major center and a, an exciting place to live and invest. Also was able to, I'll, I'll tell you another podcast that I think you should you should also look at. Um, and it's called uh, the commercial, it's called the commercial real estate podcast. And it's a Canadian um, podcast, which has some very interesting um, podcasts related to what's happening in Canada on, on sort of a larger commercial scale. And the last podcast I listened to had to do with student housing, which I found to be fascinating. Uh, they talked a great deal about Waterloo, Ontario, where, where we also were involved in, in student housing, but sold some time ago when, you know, you looked around and you saw people uh, building incredible, uh, not skyscrapers, but huge student house uh, housing type buildings all around the university. And certainly we predicted there'll be a capacity you know over surplus of these surplus of these houses and, and rooms which certainly happened and so we were able to um, leave that market and and go to these coasts so there are certainly those types of triggers you need to look at wherever you may be investing where things make a lot of sense and certainly you think you're going to keep them for generations because they're great properties and great spots great locations and they all were in our case but when the economics get so absolutely ridiculous and people are willing to uh, pay uh, such high prices for the land beneath the building, which happened in, uh, in one of our cases, where um, a group of foreign investors purchased a building just, just to have the small lot so that they could finish a package and build, a, I think it's a six-story, five or 600-bed uh, student facility. So please keep that in mind that there are trends, but there are also micro-trends wherever you may be investing. So look look closely at where you are and um, you sort of keep your finger on the pulse. Also go to those communities if they're not very close to where you are and walk the streets and talk to people and find out just what's happening in that community, whether you should continue to stay and invest, but of course have a long-term approach unless some somebody comes along and offers you an incredible amount, and then I think you probably want to consider selling. Uh, final thoughts on interest rates. It looks like they've dropped again and, and are continuing to drop. And that's what we're going to be looking for. Look forward to talking to you next time. Bye. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com. That's A-W-E sound.com. 